Good morning. It's really good to be here. It's really good to be in the building, even if um, there's far fewer of us than um, there would normally be. Um, yeah, it's been um, it's been an interesting year, hasn't it? This um, this lockdown. Um, we're on lockdown light version 2.0 now. Um, we've had. It's been a real up and down year and I think for so many of us this year has been I think for all of us this year has been very different um, but I think for some I think we've all had very different experiences haven't we I think for some of us um, I've heard of people saying well this has been fabulous and it's been I've really enjoyed the um, a new rhythm and whilst I wasn't looking forward to it when it happened just the ability to connect with a few people but much more deeply has been really good and then I think for a lot of people actually it's been quite difficult, um, damaging even. I think we have to look after our mental health, our um, emotional well-being um, and our physical health. Um, I think some people feel more connected um, to their small group or to their church or to their community or to their family and some of us feel less connected, um, maybe more distant, less engaged, find it harder to access stuff online zoom meetings and conversations and facetimes and all that sort of stuff i think we can find it it's been a very difficult time and through that time as a church we've been we've been looking at all sorts of um, different aspects we've been looking at standing in the rubble how do we in this new landscape find different paths how do we um, forge new paths how do we pick our way through this new reality that's around us we um, have talked about um, peace and we've talked about the black lives matter issue and how do we do reconciliation and how do we find peace and how do we see the other and each other we've talked about digging wells and digging our own wells this is a reality now like where where maybe like sunday mornings and all together in community worshiping god together was where we really felt energized and refreshed by the spirit that isn't an option anymore but we but then people are finding that and we've talked about how we do this on our own we've talked about how we do this as families how we do this as small groups how we do this in our communities and we've talked about community and we've talked about unity and how we uh, make space for each other we've talked about covenant and that um, that depth of covenant this isn't just a transactional thing that we're part of but actually God models for us this model where we make this commitment to each other and wherever the other falls short we will step in and go further we will not um, fall short on our side we've talked about all these different things and we've journeyed this this COVID um, pandemic together and here we are again lockdown 2.0 here we are again trying to figure out how do we navigate this and I think um, I was surprised actually um, you know the first lockdown was like oh my goodness we never thought this would happen and how do we cope and how do we get everything online and how do we rethink the building and how do we engage with the various um, services and NHS and council how do we how do we make more space for the food bank how do we um, understand how we do the other projects that we do whether that be pop-ins or yo for family and all those different things and how do we how do we um, do small groups together and how there was so much we had to change 
and it was exhausting and it was and it was difficult but we come to 2.0 and you're kind of like yeah we know what we're doing now it's fine but actually even though you kind of felt like oh no no we know what we're doing this is okay we know how to do this I certainly, I for one, I've spoken to a number of people the same and just felt this like, oh my goodness, here we go again. Maybe a drop in our spirit. Maybe a, just felt like a bit of a wall or it felt like a bit of a, oh, this hurdle looks really big now. Here we are again. And I don't know what your first, first lockdown, I don't know what commitments we made to, you know, I heard about different people go, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get fit or I'm going to read these books or I'm going to... Um, I'm going to sort this thing out in my life or I'm going to I'm going to overcome this challenge and we maybe we set ourselves all sorts of challenges I'm going to get closer to God I'm going to sort out my quiet time I'm going to sort out my whatever it might be and I know that a lot of you were far more successful than I was first time around I had I had these ideas too right I've got these books that I want to read I've got this all this stuff that I want to do and actually it was the busiest I think I've ever been um, and that stuff just didn't get to happen. And I spoke to a few people this time who go, well, maybe, you know, this is an opportunity to, to learn from the first lockdown. What things worked, and if things worked the first time, then maybe do those things again. What things didn't work, what things did we really hope to get to, and maybe just didn't quite pan out? What rhythms did we hope to set, and we didn't quite get there? And maybe there's an opportunity here to go, okay, this time, maybe we go again. Maybe we have another go. Maybe we see how far we can get this time. Here we are with another opportunity. Here we are in November, coming up to Christmas. And it feels to me, I think I said it um, a week or two ago, it feels to me like a, an extended advent. We're in a position of waiting we're in position of anticipation. Where is God? And what is he up to? And what does he want to do in my life? What does he want to do in your life? What, he does, what does he want to do in our lives together as community? What does he want to do in this church and through this church? What does he want to do in our community? Where is God and what is he up to? And what does he want to do? So here we are with another opportunity. And, and so we thought about that what we would do is, is talk about a rule of life. Maybe this is something we can try together as a community. Maybe this is something we can work out together um, as a church, as small groups or as um, as people with, who are friends, as family, as um, people that we're, we're connected to in this time. Maybe it's an opportunity for us to enter this rule of life together. And I, I know what you're thinking. You're going, Adam, Simon mentioned rule of life, and you're talking about rule of life, and I don't really know what rule of life is. That's fine. Don't worry, because I've, when someone mentioned it to me a few weeks ago, I was going, so what is that? Talk to me a bit more about that. And it comes from a monastic tradition, actually from the 6th century. And it's this set of habits or rituals or actions or behaviours that we commit to. Often happens in community. And it often happens in a way of saying, well, if you want to be part of this community, then you commit to these things. But we're not saying that this morning. This is an invitation. 
And so actually we've come up with 10, a rule of life that involves 10 items, 10 ideas, 10 things that we can commit to, that we can explore, that we can work through together maybe in this extended advent. And the word rule sometimes, I guess, can cause a reaction because we kind of go, oh, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like rules. We're not about legalism. Don't tell me what to do. Don't restrict me. Rule kind of sounds, sounds a bit severe, but actually it comes from the Latin regula, R-E-G-U-L-A, or regula. And it comes from this Latin and where we get regulation from or to regulate. And it which might feel like rules, but also you would regulate your heartbeat. And maybe it's an opportunity for us to regulate our heartbeat, our spiritual heartbeat, as individuals, as groups of two and three or five or ten or twelve or as a church. So it's not restrictive, it's about freedom. Um, Pete Gregg says this about it in a book that he wrote. It says, A rule of life is a set of principles and practices that we build into the rhythm of our daily lives, helping us to deepen our relationship with God and to serve him more faithfully. If creeds are what we believe, and Christ is why we believe, a rule is how It's how we seek to live out that faith day to day as disciples in the power of the Holy Spirit. So if the creeds are what we believe and Jesus is why we believe, a rule might give us some of our our how. This is how we form a rhythm. This is some of our behaviors, our habits, our actions that that we build into our life to work out our faith together goes on saying that same but the disciplines which we build into our rhythm of life help us to shed the old self and allow our new self in Christ to be formed ultimately a rule should help you to love God more so this isn't about restriction or control this is about liberation freeing ourselves from our old self freeing ourselves from the mindset which surrounds us and stepping into this new self the people that God has called us to be and created us to be it, it's an intentional choice. And, and if you have opportunity, maybe go back and listen to the um, conversation I had with Joe Herbert about fasting because she talks about this and why this is important. The Northumbria community are famous for having this rule of life. And they say, it serves as a framework for freedom, not as a set of rules that restrict or deny life, but as a way of living out our vocation alone and together. A rule then is a means whereby... Under God, we take responsibility for the pattern of our spiritual lives. It is a measure rather than a law. The word rule has bad connotations for many, implying restrictions, limitations, legalistic attitudes. But a rule is essentially about freedom. It helps us to stay centered, bringing perspective and clarity to the way of life to which God has called us. In 
Romans chapter 12, it says this, verses 1 and 2. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. It's this, it's this invitation, it's this, the, the, the writer of Romans is imploring us, in view of the mercy that we've received by God, in view of the, what we believe and why we believe, in view of our invitation into this relationship with Jesus, it says in view of that, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, pour yourselves out, step into what God is calling you to be. Don't just make this a mental exercise or a, a believing exercise or a faith exercise, make this an action Step into, offer yourselves as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. Work out this within yourselves. This is your true and um, proper worship. Do not conform, thank you, to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do not conform. There is a way that we are taught to think. There is a mentality and a psychology within this church, within this world that kind of drives us and forms us and shapes us and pulls us along. And sometimes we feel like we just want to get off. And there's this invitation within this gospel to say, no, 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 be renewed. Step out of your old self and into your new self. This new life which Jesus has prepared for us. Learn to live differently. And so, we want to invite you to join us in this. Ten rules. First of these is start the day with quiet prayer and Bible reading. These ten habits. Make a choice. Say, at the beginning of the day, I want to start with prayer, Bible reading. Find that time. Don't get too legalistic about it if it's after the kids have gone to school or it's whenever, like, don't. But try and start your day with some prayer, some Bible reading. Find a space that there, where there is space for you or create space where there is space where you're not going to be interrupted and spend time with God. Make that the thing we do before we turn our phones on, before we get on social media, before we get, turn our computers on or whatever it might be. Number two, find something to be grateful for each day. Gratitude is an attitude that changes us, that transforms us. And we've talked about that before. Get into the habit of practicing gratitude. Give thanks for things. Be grateful and express that gratitude. Do some exercise because mental and physical health and spiritual health are all connected so exercise, take the opportunity. Try and do that with somebody else. We have this opportunity within this lockdown to take a walk with someone else or, or, or be with one other person. If you have that opportunity, if you have those people around you, try and take that opportunity and do some exercise. Focus on something you enjoy doing. So much of what we think is about outcomes and we have to achieve something. But actually, make space in your days just to do something that you just enjoy. Because you enjoy it. Because it's fun. 
don't feel guilty about that. Sometimes we feel guilty that we might be indulging ourselves or, or well, it's not, there's other things I could be doing. I could be doing more for other people. Actually, it's really important that we find time and we create space that we can give our attention to, that we can get lost in for a while without getting distracted or worrying about what's going on in the world. And there's all sorts of... Rachel started doing jigsaws. It can be gardening or woodworking or cooking or art or reading. Be intentional about relationship. Who are those people that we're going to walk through lockdown with, whether that's our small group or whether that's a couple of friends or a couple of neighbours or a couple of people in our, um, in our circle? Check in with them. Spend time on the phone or Zoom calls or FaceTimes or whatever. If you have an opportunity to go for a walk, go for a walk with them. Build that pattern in of connection, of friendship, of relationship. People we can be honest with, vulnerable with, intentional with in our relationships. Number six, limit. Here's one that I need to work on. Limit news and screen time and keeping up with what's going on in the American election or in Brexit or talks or... Or making sure we understand the new figures every day for the COVID or the limit, news, screen time, and escapist behaviours. You know, actually, we can think it's really important to try and keep up with stuff. But do you ever kind of get that, oh, my goodness, it just sometimes it seems to just drag us down and weigh us down. And make a choice to watch less news. Not saying don't watch any, but just watch less. Make a choice to be on your screen time a bit less. It's good for the soul. Look for opportunities to be generous. We've talked about being, being um, practicing gratitude, but generosity is another thing that we talk about here at YCC. Look for opportunities to be generous. Make it a habit. Do a kind thing for people. Build it into your day, build it into your week can be anonymous can be just something lovely it can be a gift for someone or just to let people know that you're thinking or if, if you see someone who's in need and you have something that you can share with them share it find opportunities to be generous because it helps us expand there's this invitation in lockdown to kind of shrink but actually as children of god and as people of god we are called to expand we are called to step out in these moments Pray and fast every Thursday, number eight. Join with each other and make that decision to set some time aside to pray intentionally, to fast maybe. If, if we all knew that we were fasting something, it might be breakfast or it might be lunch or it might be food all day or it might be something else that we're thinking about fasting. But make that choice and go, we're going to, because we are waiting, we are we are waiting on God. We are contending for whatever it is that God is about to do. Connect with your small group and community. This is so important. If you're not in a small group and you'd like to be, do speak to us. Let us know. We can arrange that. If you are in a small group but you've been finding it difficult to connect, be brave. Speak to your small group leader. Find ways that can make that easier. See what we can do. But we, we think it's really important. It is so evident that small groups and those, small, those groups of relationships in, of small numbers are where we have our accountability, are where we have our care, are where we are known, where we are seen, where people love us, are there for us to connect 
And it's so tempting just to sit and disconnect, but actually we are created to expand. And it's good for us, it's healthy for us. And finally, worship together on Sunday. Even though this is remote, even though this is, uh, we can't be together in the building, we are all one in many living rooms. So join in. And if you can join in live, great join in live. And hopefully the chat makes that a more interactive um, experience. But this sense of meeting together, celebrating what God is up to, is something that is good for us. It's something we get to do. So we'd really invite you. This is coming out to you in an email. And and for those who don't get emails or struggle to engage um, with um, technology in that way, there's a number. I mean, we, we have a list of a number of you, and we write letters to you, and you should be receiving those letters. You'll be receiving this in a letter. If you are, or you know someone who is struggling to with all the IT and the and the, the connecting in this way, and yet they're not getting a letter, or you're not getting a letter, let us know, and we will add you to the list, and we'll make sure that we're sending these letters out to you regularly, um, so you can read them. We. Even though we are separated, even though we are in lockdown, we walk this together. Here is an opportunity for us. And look, you might not manage all ten, but pick out seven or eight of them and go, I'm going to commit to that. I'm going to try that. I'm going to be part of that. And let's make this the way that we make space to allow God to bring in our new self to form our, the character that he wants in us, to connect with us and to dig our own wells, to connect with God in new ways. Guys, do you want to come on and um, we can worship, we can respond. Let me encourage you to step into this with a couple of other people with your small group if that's um, something you can agree on with um, a couple of friends who are nearby a couple of friends who are on social media and let's make room for God to regulate our heartbeat as a church yeah Lord we invite you as people who believe you are the reason why you are our, you are who we turn to and Lord help us to find these rhythms which make space for you find these rhythms which draw us closer to you find these rhythms which draw us closer to each other and connect us with each other in the middle of this strange time Teach us how to sing a song in a strange land. Teach us how to draw closer to you in these strange times. Amen.